Come see him, Ivy. We've been looking all over Patmos and my sandals are all worn out. He can't be far. That's what you said before we went on this two-hour hike. It has not been two hours, Sage. More like two minutes. Hours, minutes, might as well be all of the Bronze Age, seen as we still haven't found him. Don't you want to go to the market today? I was enjoying my morning on the beach, getting a tan, enjoying my pita, and watching the gulls catch fish. It was very relaxing. Are you two going to talk all morning? There you are. Uh, yeah, hi. Hey, Everett. We were going to the market, and we wanted to know if you wanted to join us. Eh, I went last week. But there have been trading chips coming in all week. Who knows what exciting things they have now? Ivy's a little excited this morning. Yeah, I don't think I'll go this time, Ivy. Thanks for the invite. What's with you two today? It's Saturday, a day where we don't have to do work or go to school, and we can do whatever we want. Exactly, and I think I just want to sit under this olive tree, enjoy the sunshine, and listen to the radio. Now that's a plan I can get behind. But the market! It will be there when we're finished. You can go on ahead if you want. It's not the same without friends. So you'll join us? I guess. All right, we've listened to the radio. Can we go now? What's your hurry, Ivy? I thought you liked hanging out in Mr. Jacob's garage. Yeah, is there a movie out that you want to see or something? There might be. I don't know. How will we know if we don't even go and see for ourselves? You could look it up on your phone. Here, knock yourself out. Hey kids, how's it going this morning? Pretty good, Mr. Jacobs. At least for me it is. Not so sure about Ivy though. Yeah, Everett and I are actually enjoying our morning. Well, that's... Good? Don't pay attention to that, Mr. Jacobs. I'm doing just fine. I'm just a little bored. Ah, yes, the dog days of summer. Total freedom and nothing to do with it. Oh, there's plenty to do. It's just Sage and Everett don't want to do anything. It's the weekend. When else can we sit back and do nothing? You mean the rest of the summer? But this is different. This is Saturday. It's like mega summer. We've got to take advantage of days like this because school is right around the corner. Which is why we need to do as much fun stuff as we can. Talk some sense into them, won't you, Mr. Jacobs? <laughs> How about I just start the next program instead? Mr. Jacobs, can I ask you a question? Sure, Everett. We were talking about weekends before listening to the pond, and I was wondering why we have them. Weekends are interesting because even though they've been around since humans have been keeping track of time, they haven't always been the same. What do you mean? Did we used to think they were on a Wednesday or something? <laughs> Not quite, Ivy. The idea of weekends and taking them off comes from the story of creation. In Genesis 1, God creates the world and on the seventh day, He rests. Later in the Bible, we learn that He wants us all to take a day off each week so that we can rest and pray. Yeah. Wasn't that called the Sabbath or something? Exactly. God told Moses to tell his people that every Saturday, they were supposed to take the day off as an offering to God. Wait, Saturday? I thought God's day was on Sunday. Well, like I said, weekends have changed a bit. Why? What changed them? Oh, just some guy named Jesus dying for the sins of the world. Huh? What's that got to do with it? A lot, Sage. You see, Jesus died on the cross on Friday. He was taken down from the cross and was buried, and all Saturday he stayed in the tomb. I get it. He was resting. And on the morning of the third day, Sunday, 
he rose again. I think I see where this is going. Because Jesus rose on Sunday, people who believe in him switched their Sabbath to Sunday. Exactly, Ivy. Since then, things have changed in the world quite a bit. And so now we have two days off from our regular schedule instead of just one. That's quite the story. But there's one thing I guess I don't understand. What's that, Sage? Why does God want us to take a day off or two days or whatever? Interesting question. And I think I have a drama script about it, too. Oh, good. I'll go see if I can find it. And we'll listen to the radio while we wait. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the automotive drama, The Two Cars, an adapted biblical teaching about rest. Once upon a time, there was a racetrack. Good evening, folks. It's a beautiful day here at the Speedway. The perfect kind of day for a race. Every day, cars of all shapes and sizes would come to compete, and the day of our story was no different. That's right. I'm Storm Miguel, and I'm here to ride like the wind. And I'm Edna Hopper, number 22 all the way. These two racers really took their sport seriously, and each had their own styles that helped give them the edge. My pit team is the fastest in the West, or East, or wherever! I don't ever slow down until I reach that finish line. All right, racers, get to your starting lines. The cars took their places, waited for the signal. And they're off. What a great start to a race. Sullivan and Parr fall behind Hopper and Gale as they take an early lead. It's going to take a lot more than speed to win this race. Yeah, it's going to take brains. Or just good old-fashioned stamina. The two racers pulled out way ahead, clearly in a league of their own. And that's the fourth lap in this eight-lap race. The two leaders are giving everything they've got. Who will win? It was just about then that Gail noticed her tires were wearing a little thin. Hmm, better go in for a pit stop. Don't want to push too hard. As Gail turned into the pit lane, Hopper smiled. She's wasting her time. I'm not going to stop. Unlike some cars, I win races. It looks like Hopper's going to push on past the pit. She probably should pull in there eventually. But she didn't. Lap after lap, she had a chance to get a short break, to refuel, get new tires and the like. But each time, she just pushed forward. Gotta go fast. No time to stop. It's the eighth and final lap. It looks like 22 is going to win. But what's that? It looks like there's smoke coming from her back left tire. No, just one lap more. Hopper pushed hard, but that just made the situation worse. Systems started failing and warning lights began flashing. Looks like you're having some issues. See you at the finish line. No, 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 no. And it's Gale for first place, followed by Sullivan in second, Parr third, and bringing up the rear, worn to a frazzle, and missing a tire, number 22 finishes fourth. What a race, folks. The moral is, God cares about us, and so he wants us to take time to take care of ourselves. Sleep, relaxation, and weekends are all good things that God has given us to enjoy. And though we might want to push ourselves to do more things, if we don't take a break sometime, we will end up not being able to do what God wants us to do. Looking thoughtful there, Everett. Got a question about what we've been talking about today? Well, I am thinking about that stuff, but I don't think I have a question. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just noticing that when God tells us to do stuff, 
it's not because he wants to boss us around, it's more like he's trying to make things better for us. Well, I can see how that works for our discussion about taking time to rest, but I'm not sure how that applies to other things God tells us to do. No, I think Everett is right, Ivy. I can think of quite a few examples of how doing what God says makes life better for us. Okay, name three. Okay, take telling the truth, for instance. If we tell the truth all the time, people will believe us more. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You could also say that if we're kind to people, then they will trust us and be nice back. That's another good example, Sage. Yeah, that's good and all, but these aren't guaranteed. No, that's true. But even if they don't, my last example is a sure thing. I'm all ears. The best example of God's commands being good for us is when he tells us in Romans 10:9 to believe that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. When we do that, it not only changes our lives, but it saves our lives too. When we don't follow God's commands, it means the only alternative is death. That's why God gives us the chance to follow his rules so that we can live with him forever. He's got a point. That is pretty good for us. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But does this mean that if we do any work on the weekends, we're doing the wrong thing? I don't think so personally, but that's something you're going to have to talk with your parents about. You don't just have a yes or no answer? It can be a little complicated, Everett. There are a lot of ways people rest, and sometimes what might be a lot of work for one person is restful for another. And as it says in Romans 14, we need to do what we think is right when it comes to keeping the Sabbath holy, but not look down on anyone else if they have different ideas on what that actually means. Yeah, you're right. We should probably talk to mom and dad about whatever it is you just said. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Well, I think I'm going to head out. Yeah, me too. Thanks for everything, Mr. Jacobs. Finally! Anytime, kids. Want to turn off the radio on your way out? I'll get it.